Okay, good evening everyone. Thanks for coming. So the topic advertised, oh, let me hit that. The topic advertised was when can a woman drink her coffee Shabbos morning? So the answer is going to be whenever she wants, but you'll see how that plays out. So today we'll talk, tonight we'll talk about the halachas of Kiddush. We'll talk about uh, how, it, how it affects, you know, Rosh Hashanah davening as we are a few weeks away. And we'll see what you know the, the different practical applications to what we do or should be doing Shabbos morning. So the Torah tells us Zachary you should remember the day of Shabbos. And the Gemara tells us that when you remember Shabbos, you should remember it on a cup of wine that elevates uh, the physical, whatever else that means. And we have a mitzvah of making Kiddush. So by night, Friday night, that's when Shabbos comes in. So that's the biblical uh, fulfillment of Kiddush by making Kiddush Friday night. Shabbos day is not on a biblical level because you're already welcomed in Shabbos Friday, uh, Friday evening, but it's a, a similar way. We want Kiddush Shabbos day as well. So we make Kiddush twice, Friday night and Shabbos day. Now, although women are typically putter, they're typically exempt from mitzvahs asesh as magrama, that mitzvahs that have a specific time, for example, uh, Shaifer coming up Rosh Hashanah, so that common practice is that women go to shul to hear Kiyosh Shaifer, but technically speaking, women are not obligated in Shaifer because Shaifer is only in Rosh Hashanah. That's a timely, uh, a time-bound mitzvah, and they're putter, really. Again, our practice, Ashkenazim for sure, is that they should try and strive to get to shul, but if they missed it and whatever, they, they weren't obligated in Shaifer, Lulav, and, you know, Sukkah, they don't have to send the Sukkah, and it's, you know, a little bit cold that they don't have to send the Sukkah at all. Women are typically putter from so the truth is, Kiddush should be the same thing. If Kiddush is only on Friday night, on Shabbos, and Shabbos day, it's a time-bound mitzvah. Women should be exempt from it. However, the Gemara tells us that on Shabbos we have two different uh, obligations. There are many more, but these two, in the different Aseris Adibris, and the two different Luchas, one says, Zachar Yisema Shabbos Lekatshay, remember Shabbos, and the other one says, Shamar Yisema Shabbos Lekatshay. Shamar means to guard the Shabbos, and don't do malacha. Don't do any of the 39 malachas. Don't plant on Shabbos. Don't uh, cook on Shabbos. So women have this, are included in that. They're not allowed to cook and plant and, uh, and do everything else on Shabbos. So the same way they are prohibited from doing the, the what they call the malachas on Shabbos, they are also included in Kiddush. We see this on Pesach as well, that women typically are pater, are exempt from mitzvah saseh shazman Yet they're obligated to eat matzah, and the whole they have to eat kazayis just like men. They have to actually eat matzah just like men, even though it's only once a year, uh, Pesach night. But it's the same concept that since they're obligated in the, the prohibition of chametz, that they're not allowed to own chametz. They can't eat chametz. They can't. Uh, they have to get rid of their chametz. So the Gemara says it says uh, it says ba'er of toichel matzah. So that matzah is compared to chametz in the same way they're obligated in they're they're prohibited from eating chametz. They're obligated in matzah as well. So you have the same concept. For Kiddush. Most Rishonim, and again, this is in Halacha, most, most uh, Paiskim hold that this applies to all Shabbos mitzvahs, whether it's the Raisa mitzvah, the Rabbana mitzvah, for example, eating three meals on Shabbos or having Lechem Mishnah by a meal. So the same way men are obligated in it, women are also obligated in, in the same three meals, Friday night, Shabbos day, Shalashudas. There are different opinions what one could use for Shalashudas, but the same way men are obligated in Shalashudas, three meals, some hold even Malav Malka. Women are also obligated because of this concept of shamar, the zachar, that shamar, which everyone's obligated in it, so too zachar as well. So let's go through 
We'll speak about Friday night Kiddush, and then we'll get to Shabbos day Kiddush. So Friday night Kiddush is uh, very straightforward. You make Kiddush on a cup of wine, and you go straight into your meal. That's what most people do. Let's say a woman is living alone. Can she make her own Kiddush? It's a common question. So the, the answer is yes. The same way men make Kiddush Friday night, women could also make Kiddush Friday night. However, it's preferable if they would hear it from a man for very, very specific reasons. Uh, and that is that, especially if they're not accustomed to making Kiddush themselves, they might not know all the different halachas. For a man, he'll know. It's Friday night. I have to use a, a bigger cup than Shabbos day. They know that they have to drink at least two ounces Friday night to be Yitzhak Kiddush. You can't just sip. You can't just take a lick. And there are different halachas regarding kavana. So a man who's used to making these brachas, making Kiddush, so in his mind, it's automatic. He knows what to do. Let's say this past uh, Tisha B'Av was Sunday, right? It was a Tisha B'Av Nidche. And many women were nursing or pregnant or they weren't fasting. They made Havdalah. Many Paisim said, let your husband make Havdalah for you. So why? Because women are not used to making Havdalah. So it's a new thing. It's like starting from scratch. So you'd rather have someone who knows the bracha and knows all the different details to make that bracha for you. Obviously, the husband cannot drink on Tisha B'Av. She, uh, the wife or the daughter or the, whatever, the sister would drink from that, uh, that cup. But you'd rather have the man making Havdalah or making Kiddush Friday night. But if a woman is, is on her own, so she's allowed to make Kiddush Friday night. Just keep in mind, you, for Friday night, you want to have at least four and a half ounces of, uh, that cup should hold at least four and a half ounces of grape juice or wine. And you should drink most of that amount. So most of the 4.5, which is about 2 point, uh, two point something uh, ounces. That's what, that's what should be uh, consumed right away if you're making Kiddush Friday night. What about eating before Kiddush? So the halacha is that both men and women cannot eat before Kiddush, Friday night, and we'll talk about Shabbos day as well. So a man cannot have a coffee, uh, you know, during Friday night davening, or even water. One is not allowed to drink once Shabbos begins. So for most women, they accept Shabbos when they like handles, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, that's when they accept Shabbos. So at that point and on, they're no longer able to drink water, drink uh, a coffee, until after making Kiddush. So... A very common question is you finally get the kids to be quiet and now you look the candles and you're thirsty time to drink so there are different options option number one which one should not do on a typical week is to light candles on a tonight let's say you're making early shabbos so you really have plenty of time until sunset not just 18 minutes you have a half hour 45 minutes so there there is a if a person needs you can make you could light candles on a tonight on a condition that you're not accepting shabbos yet this is a common example in Eretz Yisrael where many women want to daven Kabbalah Shabbos at the Kaisal. And how are you going to drive or take a cab if you already light candles? So you light candles early. Have in mind you're not accepting Shabbos until you daven Kabbalah Shabbos. And you'll accept Shabbos with everyone else a few minutes before, 18 minutes before sunset. That way you'll be able to see you're, you're hungry. So you'll be able to eat if someone is, uh, is very hungry. So she could do that. Light candles all tonight. If you have, if you have enough time before the 18 minutes, yeah, women accept Shabbos 18 minutes before sunset that's something they do as a practice and they should not skip that uh for for, for any reason really and therefore you make it tonight that would be one piece of advice the other thing would be up until shki up until sunset many places can say they could drink water so since water is not really food it's just water so up until shki up until sunset even if they already lit candles and they accepted shabbos but they could still uh drink water up until shkia if they're dehydrated or they're going to get sick obviously they could drink but we're going to, sh to see in a few minutes that if they really need to, they could just make Kiddush. 
and we'll see, depending on what they really want to drink, they could probably just make Kiddush themselves Friday night, if, that, if that's the situation they find themselves in, where they're very hungry, and the husband's not coming back for another hour, or their, their father not coming back for an hour, they're not going to have Kiddush yet, they could probably make Kiddush themselves, and we'll explain when we discuss the Shabbos morning Kiddush. Okay. So that's Friday night. We'll get to what, what you would do if you want to make Kiddush yourself. Uh, do you have to start your meal? We'll speak about that when we speak about Shabbos morning Kiddush. So, the same way we have Kiddush Friday night, which is Deraisa, we have Kiddush Shabbos morning, which is Derabbanon. But we, can, we have Kiddush, we, we cannot eat before Kiddush. So the question is, let's talk about men for a minute. Are you, is a man allowed to drink a coffee before davening? Every morning he drinks a coffee before davening. Can he drink coffee before davening? On one hand, you are not ready to make Kiddush yet, but on the other hand, you're eating before Kiddush. So what's the halacha? So there are a few different variables here. Number one, in general, a person's not allowed to eat before davening. So what's the, what's the why do people drink coffee before davening? That, that's one, one consideration, not to eat before davening. Of course, you're not allowed to eat before Kiddush. And the question is, when exactly does Kiddush begin? So because there's a, uh, uh, an issue of eating before davening, which, which the Gemara says from two different sukkim, don't eat on your blood, and the Gemara has a drasha, don't eat before you pray for your for your body. Don't don't sit down for a meal. That's one one pasuk. The other pasuk in uh, Tanakh is is icy hishlach to acharigavecha that they threw me behind uh, your back, so to say that we threw God behind our back. The Gemara says atikrigavecha legeicha your holiness that before praying you sat down for a, a lavish breakfast before before going to shachris. So one is not allowed to eat before davening. Since you can't eat you can't eat before davening. There's no obligation to make Kiddush yet because Kiddush is for a Suda, it's for a meal. I can't eat a meal yet. Uh, Eight o'clock in the morning, Shabbos morning, we'll say Davin already. And therefore, I'm not Chayiv in Kiddush until after Davening. So, has a man allowed to drink the coffee in the morning? So, the Shulchan Aruch explains that since the primary Pasuk here is Gavecha, there's a, there's a haughtiness, only things that, are, that, that have uh, haughty connotations are problematic to consume before Davening. So, for example, a, uh, a coffee or water or a cup of juice is not considered gaiva to drink that, and therefore you are allowed to drink a coffee before davening. Every shul has a, has a coffee room, and everyone's drinking coffee before davening. The Paiskim many years ago discussed, can you have sugar and milk? But today, that's considered a basic coffee, and that's fine. Once you get to the fancy uh, frappuccinos, lattes, or the likes, then a person has to ask themselves, is that really you know getting getting me to davening? So that's for men. So for men, they're not obligated in Kiddush, before davening, so they could have their coffee, and th- those things are not considered food. They could have that before, before davening, and after davening, they make a dish. So that's good for the men. What about women? So let's go back to davening. Are women chayiv and davening? Do women have to daven? So the, the Mishnah in Brachas tells us that although women, again, as we mentioned in the beginning, they're typically exempt from mitzvahs that have to do with time. And tefillah, davening is time. It's Arab of Oiker, of Betzerayim, that there's the Shachas Mincha Marav at specific times. The Gemara says that hakol boi rachame, everyone needs mercy. And therefore, even women who are typically exempt from time-bound mitzvahs, they have to daven. That's the Gemara, and they're, they're obligated in davening. Now, there's a dispute if that means they, da- they have to daven Shemana Esrei, or they could simply just say one bracha, maybe vircha satayra, and that, that's all they need to do. That's a machlekes. So, for most women, unless they're they're taking care of children, young children at home, and they have the time, whether 
they're single, they have older children, or they're in the mall shopping, whatever situation they find themselves in, if they are if they're not busy with with uh, with, with young children, they'd be chayev to daven, and they would have to daven shemun and the minute is that they would daven twice a day, not three times a day. Even Marav itself is an added tefillah, so men took it on as an obligation. Women never accepted it, so it's really just two tefillahs a day. And just to be, just to give a short uh, synopsis of what they are obligated to daven, many women think that okay, I don't have an hour to daven, so they just don't daven at all. The truth is, they you probably again for men to say this, you probably only need ten minutes. So maybe for women it would take fifteen minutes to say this, but it's it's birchas that women are chayav in birchas atayra, birchas hashachar. That's your all the brachas in the morning. And Shmanesri, that's it. That's all that women are chayven. So it should take 10, 12 minutes, 7 minutes, depending on how fast you daven. If you have more time to say Kriyashma, say the first, uh, you want to be Makabal Omach Shemaim, say the first part of Kriyashma. But everything else is just extra. So even the, the opinion that holds women have a daven, that's talking about Shmanesri. So of course, Berchas Hashachar is, is just a regular morning ritual that we all do. But the, it's the, um, the minimum that they have a daven would be, would include. Shemana Esrei, so Birchas Atayra, Birchas Hashachar, and Shemana Esrei, if you have another minute, say Kriya Shema and Baruch Shem Fama Husay, and you can finish Kriya Shema. Okay, so for the most part, we're going to say women are chayiv in, in davening. Again, if, if their family situation doesn't allow, so they'll rely on those that hold, they could say one thing, say Birchas Atayra, or Moida'ani maybe, Rishas Chachma, and that would suffice. But women, at this point in the shir, we're going to say that they're obligated in davening just like men. So the question is, let's go back to Kiddush. So shouldn't they have the same halacha? That if they're obligated to davening, they shouldn't be allowed to eat before davening. If they're not allowed to eat before davening, then then there's no obligation of kiddush before davening because they're going to daven soon, right? So then they can have a coffee. So that's option number one. If a woman davens, she goes to shul or she davens at home and she da- she's going to be davening Shabbos morning. So the same way a man could have coffee or juice or any any drink basically, not beer, but any any uh, basic drink, water, seltzer, juice, before davening, so too a woman will be able to drink her coffee if she plans on davening because since she's going to be davening, she shouldn't be eating before davening and she'll be obligated in Kiddush after davening. That's option one. If that works, we're good to go. Option two is either women never accepted this this uh, prohibition of eating before davening. They barely even have to daven. Like, let's, let's debate that. Or they're not going to daven. Let's say they have young children at home. They asked their rub. The rub told them they don't have to daven. It's not for them right now at this point in this stage in life. They're not davening. The question is, when are they obligated to make Kiddush? The only reason why men don't make Kiddush Shabbos morning and they wait until 11 o'clock to make Kiddush is because they didn't daven yet. But in this case... These women are not davening. Let's say a man decided he's not davening. Davening's not for him. Shabbos morning, he wakes up, he's not davening, but he keeps kiddush. He only keeps uh, certain halachas, which fine, everyone's growing in life. At this point, he's not davening, but he wants to make kiddush before davening, before, before uh, eating. So the halacha would be, since you are not davening, so your obligation of kiddush starts right away. In fact, the Mishabur holds, and everyone agrees to this, let's say someone needs to eat for um, health reasons. Then they're diabetic, whatever the situation is, they need to eat uh, Every, every hour or so, they're going to be sitting down for a meal. So the Mishabur says, for them, even though they're going to daven, shachars and shul, they would make kiddush before, before eating that early morning meal. If they need it for their, for their blood sugar, they should make kiddush first. Because the only reason why you wait until after davening is because you're not allowed to eat. But if you, your rabbi, your doctor said, you have to eat at 7 o'clock in the morning, so then make kiddush at 7 o'clock and, uh, and eat, and eat, and eat uh, before davening. So if a woman is not davening, at this point we're going to say that she would have to make Kiddush 
right away in the morning. She would not be able to have a coffee. The only reason you can have the coffee before davening is because you're going to daven, and you're only obligated in Kiddush after davening. But if you're not davening, so Kiddush starts right away. Women are chayiv in Kiddush Shabbos morning, so she has to she has to make Kiddush uh, right away in the morning. That's how most places can uh, see see this topic. Ramosha Feinstein says the following, and he brings a very interesting proof to this from the halachas of Aksuba. So those that are married here, if you have Aksuba, you should read it you understand it. And there are many things that are alluded to in the Ksuba. One of them is that a, a husband, is, he takes responsibility that there's going to be food in the house. That's his responsibility. And the Shochanar discusses what if they have this interesting relationship where he just gives her money for food, but they don't want to eat together. The Ramah says, now first, the, the Ramah says that really, if she doesn't accept this, she doesn't like that arrangement, she's allowed to object to this arrangement. And no, we're eating together. It sounds like every single meal, maybe three meals a day, I feel bad for this husband, right? But three meals a day, he's going to be sitting with his wife if that's what she wants. That's what it sounds like from the Shulchan Aruch. But either way, everyone agrees. When it comes to Shabbos, it seems like all the person would agree that a husband is obligated to eat, eat with his wife uh, on Shabbos. Even if they had this arrangement during the week, they figured it out. They had a good lawyer. They figured it out during the week that uh, they're not going to eat together, but on Shabbos, they would have to eat together. So this is talking about a man's obligation really for his wife. And Rav Moshe says, all the Achorinim say, this would apply for a woman as well. A woman is also obligated to eat with her husband on Shabbos. So therefore, Rav Moshe says the following fascinating idea. That since women have to eat with their husband Shabbos morning, the Shabbos meal, so they're not obligated in Kiddush until their husband is ready for the Shabbos meal. So that means for a married woman, if, only she's not davening. Once she's davening, she's already part of Klai Yisrael and she has to make Kiddush after davening. But if a young mother... She's married, and she's not, um, she's not davening. She's patr from davening. She's not going to be davening. The question is, when is she obligated in Kiddush? So Rav Moshe says, only when her husband finishes Musaf, when he finishes davening, the full davening. When he's, that, that, would, that would be a time when he technically would now go home to eat a meal. Up until that point, let's say it's 10.30, 11 o'clock, whatever it is, at that point, that's when she is obligated in Kiddush. But until that point, she would not have to make Kiddush because she cannot eat the meal. The Kiddush is really for the meal. She's not, she's not eating the meal yet because... Her, uh, her husband's not home yet. So many Paisken don't like this. What do you mean? The husband's sitting in shul eating. So he's not waiting for her. So why should she have to wait for him? So many don't go with this. But this is definitely an accepted mahalach, uh, uh, so to say. And if a woman goes with this psak, so figure out when Musaf ends in your shul, and you could, uh, you could wait until that point, you would not need to make Kiddush up until that point. Now, we, we went through the whole back and forth of this. I just, yeah, sure. So you're saying that she could Correct. She, right. She doesn't have to make Kiddush. Right. She doesn't have to make Kiddush. Now, if she davened already, so then Rav Moshe Feinstein says that since she, she would just be included in everyone else who davens has to make Kiddush after davening. So it would only work for a married woman whose husband's home, meaning in, in town, and she's waiting for him to come home from shul. So she has to wait for him to start her meal, so to say. That's what it says in Shulchan Aruch and Aksuba, Right. She's waiting for him to start her meal. So then she's not obligated in a meal yet. And therefore, she's not obligated in Kiddush because Kiddush is a meal uh, component, a feature of the meal. And therefore, she doesn't have to make Kiddush until that point, 11 o'clock, whenever that time that is. Okay. But a very, yeah. Eating, drinking, whatever. Not, not a meal yet. Not, not a challah, but she's, yeah, she could have her, her cockroach. Yes. And her, husband, and her husband's in town. Correct. Right. Not a daughter, not a sister. No. And only if, he, right, if her husband's in Uman, it doesn't help. It's only if he's, uh, now, I just want to give an Eitzah Taiva, just a practical piece of advice, and that is as follows. The, 
the halacha is that if a person does not have wine or grape juice, you're allowed to use chamar medina. You're allowed to use something that's considered a, a, a quality beverage. Mm-hmm. What that means is that anything that, that you would drink, not simply because you're thirsty, not Gatorade or Powerade or vitamin water, a, a drink that you would sit down to schmooze with a friend over, coffee, perhaps even soda today. So anything like that one could use for Kiddush. Now, Friday night, you would never do that. If you didn't have wine or grape juice, you would just wash and, and, and use your challah for Kiddush. But Shabbos morning, many people do it in shul. They have scotch and bourbon. Shabbos morning, so so too. You're allowed to use coffee Shabbos morning. So a very simple, practical piece of advice. And that is that since, let's say a woman's about to drink her coffee and her Danish. So why should she eat the Danish first and then drink the coffee? Make Kiddush on the coffee. What's the text of Kiddush Shabbos morning? Whatever bracha you're making. If you're making a hagafen, it's worry for hagafen. If you're making a shahakal, shahakal nibadori. And you are yaitz or Kiddush Shabbos morning on your on your coffee. So you would drink the coffee before the uh, before the Danish. Now, if you're doing that, a few things to point out. Number one, that if you're using a very hot coffee, you're not going to be able to drink it quick, quick enough. So you need, you need to drink 1.6 fluid ounces within 30 seconds. So a nice coffee would work. Uh, hot coffee, depending on your... Uh, you could sip it all you want afterwards. But the first, right after you make that bracha, you want to drink a good, uh, good gulp to get... You try to get two ounces, so you don't have to 1.6. But 1.6 is, is the minimum that you'd want to drink, and the, the cup has to hold three ounces. So a nice coffee, a cup of juice, grape juice, it works. It's not a long text. It's just a basic bracha. That, yeah, many have the practice of adding Hashem of Neyes, Hosea Shabbos, all very nice things, but that's not uh, part of the text of Kiddush. And if you didn't hear that, it, it's not nothing to do with anything. It's just a, a minnow that people do. Okay, now if you drink, if you, you are making Kiddush, you want to be Yaitz Kiddush from Malcolm Suda. Where, where you're having a suda. Now, the most basic definition is bread. On Friday night, we all do that. We all have bread by our, our suda Friday night. But the halacha is that even if you don't have bread, you can still make kiddush on cake. Meaning, if you're making kiddush on, on a cup of wine, you can still use cake as your suda. Kiddush b'makayim suda. Now, it's not going to count for your three meals, but you still want to have kiddush in a place where you're having a suda. So the question is, what what is included in this? And what would a person do if they, they're on a gluten-free diet or they have celiacs? They're not able to eat cake or what if it's Pesach and they don't have they don't eat kabraks they don't have any mazinus cakes what would your person do so a few options option number one is to use wine or grape juice many places can hold that works now you'd have to have a second cup so let's say you made kiddush on grape juice so you could drink the first 1.6 ounces put it down so you're, you're ready where you it's a kiddush and now you're going to drink an additional three ounces in this case to use grape juice instead of your cake so you're substituting cake for grape juice so that that's going to be your cake so Let's say you made a kiddush. Someone made a kiddush. Someone had a girl, and they made a kiddush in their house on Pesach, and they're not serving mazinus, and they don't want anybody to start uh, eating uh, matzah. These are very expensive kiddush. Oh, probably cheaper than uh, other things. So you're, you're serving potato starch cake. That's not cake. But if everybody wants to be yotze kiddush, they could drink three ounces of grape juice, and that would work. Some places can say the same way: chamar medina, the coffee and the beer works for kiddush. It works for this as well. So let's say you go to. Uh, an event, you don't uh, trust the kashras there in someone's house, or you or, or you just don't have what to eat. It's Pesach. So, very simple. Take grape juice and drink another three out, three fluid ounces of grape juice. You don't have to tell anyone your, your chumras. You could, uh, you know, it's not yashin or whatever it is. You could just drink your grape juice and you're good to go. And we're saying even the orange juice. You could drink two ounces of orange juice for Kiddush and drink another three ounces for your Suda because that's Chamar Medina, Shabbos morning, and that would work. There's another... Uh, Eitzah. Not everyone goes with this, but it's important to know, like the Shas of Chak, and that would be Rav Moshe Feinstein said the following. He said that there's two different halachas when it comes to Kiddush. 
there's the halacha that, that in order from when I eat my suda, Shabbos morning and Friday night, I need to have kiddush b'makam suda. That suda has to be with, with a kiddush. However, there's another halacha that I cannot eat before kiddush. So he said, let's say you don't have a full meal in front of you. You only have, uh, this comes up, let's say, we'll talk about this Rosh Hashanah. Let's say there's different practices if a person should uh, not eat before Tekiyah Shaifer or they could eat before Tekiyah Shaifer. There's a famous story that uh, in the yeshivas they all eat before Tekiyahs and in many shuls they didn't. And the story goes that Rav, uh, Rav, um, Rav, what was his name? Rav Hankin. Rav Hankin used to call Rav Aaron Cutler every single era of Rosh Hashanah to wish him a... Uh, uh, and he would tell him, by the way, you shouldn't be having, you should not have Kiddush uh, tomorrow in, in, uh, in Lakewood because it's against halacha, but that was a, it's a classic machlekas that many rabbanim held it's not, not okay, and all the yeshivas did it. So let's say a person knows that they, they don't really want to eat before Tkiya Shaifer, but they just want a coffee. They just want a drink. They don't really want to eat before before before, before um, Tkiyas. So there's another eight and that is that Rav Moshe says that since, there's, there's two halachas. One halacha is that a person should not eat before Kiddush, and there's another halacha that when you eat your suda, you have to have Kiddush. So this person has could use the following idea: just make kiddush and have your a little bit of coffee or whatever you need to drink, your diet coke. And then when you go home later on, make kiddush b'makam suda. When you had that meal at home, you should you should indeed make kiddush b'makam suda. So you could sort of uh, break it into two different categories. There's the the prohibition of eating before kiddush, so you could navigate that by just making kiddush. And even though you're not going to sit down for a meal later on, you you would sit down. For your uh, for your meal, that would apply. Let's say someone uh, cannot eat gluten, so so they they they're by a kiddush and they just want to drink something, so they're not going to sit down. They're not eating a meal here. They're not eating any of the food. So let them be yaitza with this ramoshes hatter. So you heard kiddush by by a proper kiddush, and you just want to drink a cup of water, a cup of coffee. When you come home and you're going to have your gluten free challah or whatever, so then you could uh, you could make your make you'll have kiddush again, but malcolm suda, and that would be the proper kiddush. Now, what if a person already was Yaitze Kiddush in Shul? Do they have to now go make Kiddush again when they get home? So there are many reasons why people do it. Probably for Chinuch, that their children should see that we actually make Kiddush Shabbos morning. There are some opinions that say you should do it because since you didn't eat bread, maybe you didn't really get Kiddush from Malcolm Suda. But now we have a third reason, and that is that perhaps the person didn't really eat enough cake. They, 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 the cake looked good. And they bit into it, and it was just uh, smoke and mirrors. And it didn't taste so good. They didn't actually eat a suda when they attended a kiddush earlier. They had a little fruit, they had a drink. So it's be- best thing would be just when you get home, make kiddush again on your challah, so you could have the kiddush b'makam suda. Okay, I have three more quick things. Any questions? Uh, uh, anything else? Any? Let's see. Your person's not drinking the grape juice. That's your question? Yeah. Do you have to? So great question. Does a person have to drink grape juice or anything uh, for a night or Shabbos day? So the briskers, they're very into this, that, that they would have to drink, especially Shabbos day, that everyone has to drink a little bit from from the, uh, from the Kiddush. The halachas and, and the common practice is that they don't. The rabbi makes Kiddush and people are already eating before, you know, but the, the people are not, uh, the minig is not to, that you don't have to drink from the wine. It comes up, let's say a woman doesn't like wine or she's allergic to alcohol and her husband wants to make Kiddush on wine, she would not have to drink. Let's say a woman is a nida and the halachas, of course, that a person, a man is not allowed to pass something to his wife if she's a nida, but many people don't know and Shulchan Aruch, it says, that even if you put it down, when it comes to wine, you're not allowed to send a cup of wine, a kaishal bracha, kaishal yayin, uh, to, to one's wife when she's a nida. So what do you do? Even if no one's around, what exactly are you going to do? So there's different eights. One eight is that if the husband drinks from it and he puts it down and she goes and takes from it, that's fine. 
That's the Chachmas Adam's Eitzah. But that's not going to fly if you have many guests. So if you have guests, it's easy. You just put it in the middle, and someone, hopefully with half a brain, will just pass it uh, to one's wife. But the other uh, idea would be she should say, I'm not interested. It's fine. I'm not drinking. You know, I'm not drink. She could take it. She doesn't have to drink it because Halacha's woman does not have to drink from, from Kiddush. A man doesn't need, I mean, whoever makes Kiddush has to drink, but uh, not everyone at the table has to, you don't have to force anyone to drink grape juice or wine. However, let's say in that situation, they're going to be serving wine later on during the meal. Just important to remember that the, if a woman did not drink wine by Kiddush, she has to make a bracha on wine during the meal. So if they're bringing out the champagne, and oh, now she wants champagne, but she didn't drink grape juice, she has to make a bar on during the meal. But in a, in a typical situation, as long as they drink a little bit, that's how we paskin, she should not make a new bracha on grape juice during the meal. Did I answer your question? Well, I wanted to ask, like, let's say you can't finish the mitzvah. And, and the person who dr- drank from, and so the person actually... So before they have a bracha, that, that might be a... Before they eat, that might be a problem, because the Kiddush, you want the Kiddush to to, to be chal on something, that that, that that he made Kiddush and he ate, so he had Kiddush and Makam Suda. Once he ate, then you don't, then you're Yotze Kiddush, you could have a break, yeah, it's best to eat right away, but... You don't eat right away. You heard Kiddush, someone was Yotze, you know, someone made Kiddush and it was Yotze Kiddush. Yeah, you should try to get to something as quick as possible. As long as you don't have a Hesach Hadas, you didn't leave and go outside, you're still Yotze Kiddush. Yeah, he's Davin in the Shul where they, the, the rabbi made Kiddush right after the Avening because nobody wanted to wait for him. So he made Kiddush right after the Avening and then the Kiddush was downstairs. So people are walking in the hallways and it's fine. As long as they're not leaving the building, they would, they would eat Kiddush, uh, they, they would eat their piece of cake when, when they got uh, to the basement. Okay. Um, just two more quick halachas. The halachas is probably more more, more uh, applicable for men. The halachas is that since your Shabbos day meal is supposed to be the most important meal, so one should not fill up too much on Kiddush, it tells your husbands. Well, you might crazy, person should not get too full up by Kiddush, and you'll see, people see that they can eat much less Shabbos. For some reason, it's probably a Maisa Satan that whatever they eat by the Kiddush feels so heavy that they come to the Shabbos day meal and they're not able to eat, even though during the week they would be able to eat uh, another meal. But uh, because it's taking away from Shabbos day, so a person should uh, taste something, have your uh, whatever whatever's needed. And another halacha, just once we're on the topic of Kiddush, when it comes to children, so typically all halachas that apply to adults, we try to be mechanic our children at an age appropriate. You know, tzitzis, whenever they understand how to wear it, how to keep it clean, uh, tefillin, much older to be, to be able to wear it properly. So what about Kiddush? And the question is, let's say you have a shul candy man. How can the shul candy man give out lollipops to 12-year-old boys? They're, they're eating before Kiddush. So when it comes to food, we find this in many different halachas, when it comes to fasting, when it comes to the nine days, when it comes to food, children at their young age don't uh, understand that concept of waiting for food. And since it's more well, lollipops, not due to their health, but overall, there's a concept that when they get older, they'll be able to handle it, even though we're not training them at a young age. And therefore, the Morgan Avram Paskins, that that children could eat before Kiddush. Again, you have a 12-year-old boy who understands how to make Kiddush. Let, let him make Kiddush himself. But that if, they, if they want to eat before Kiddush, one does not need to uh, force them to hear Kiddush before davening. I mean, before, uh, before, before they eat. Okay.